Good morning and welcome to Behind Wyoming Energy, your Wyoming Energy podcast. I'm Mark Hamilton, your host. And today we'll take a look at some news, take a look at some pricing. We'll talk about the layoffs at St. Clair. Also, we're going to take a little deeper dive into mining. As we started last week, we started with coal. And we're also going to take a look at coal today and the benefits it provides the state of Wyoming. Thanks for hopping on board today and hope you enjoy the show. Wyoming Energy News here on the 18th day of July. West Texas Intermediate Crude is trading at 101.50 and that's up above that $100 mark as we got into the 90s last week. Brent crude is at 105.60. Natural gas is at 7.48. The spot market price for contracts for gasoline is at 3.26. Take a look at the price at the pump. The national average today is $4.52. In Wyoming, we're sitting at $4.78 for gasoline and $5.58 for diesel. On our rig count, the U.S. rig count is at $7.56, which is up. The Wyoming rig count is at $21, with five of those rigs being in Campbell County, 10 in Converse, one in Hot Springs, two in Laramie, one in Sublet, and two in Sweetwater. Coal prices are staying firm for the Powder River coal at $16.55. I think in the biggest news in the state of Wyoming this last week is the layoffs at the Sinclair refinery. And in a report that I saw, there was numerous reports, but I did see this from Bigfoot 99. And they quoted that communication director Corin Smith of Sinclair Oil or Holly Frontier the parent company of Sinclair, they put down that uh, 87 employees were notified that their roles were eliminated at the St. Clair refinery uh, facility. Of those 87, 32 were informed that their roles had been eliminated effective immediately while the remainder will stay until September 2022. The company did not respond directly to questions about how many employee positions might have been eliminated in the days or weeks leading up to Tuesday's massive layoff. Meanwhile, Governor Gordon's office confirmed that the Department of Workforce Services was contacted by HF Sinclair on July 13th and will provide support to affected workers. According to the statement, DWS has a rapid response team that will help laid-off employees register for available assistance immediately, including unemployment insurance, job search, and placement assistance on site in the Rollins Workforce Center. Resume application and applicant assistance is also available. Among them, according to the people laid off, were 35 people in the trucking department. The company remained silent about the layoffs through much of the day. Some of the employees reported being walked off the plant site at the end of their shifts. Others were told they were being laid off at the end of September. One employee posted on their social media page, The Sinclair chapter has come to a close in my life, and I'm sad I didn't really have a chance to really say goodbye to everybody. And you know, this is the part of had part of business, been involved with these layoffs, and they are tough. Companies come in and, of course, are looking at their bottom dollar with the situation going on, and they need to lay people off, and it's never easy to be done. And it's really hard for the management 
to have to go through this. A lot of these people, they know their friends and family, and it is just devastating. It's a devastating to the Sinclair and Rawlins communities. The bad part about this is, in our state of Wyoming, there's not a lot of jobs to suddenly, these are, these are well-paying jobs, get good benefits, and you just can't find another one of those sitting in Sinclair, Wyoming, or in Rawlins. There's not a lot of those available. So companies are, or people are, are forced to go look at other companies in other locations, and depending on where they are, it's a matter of being able to, to uproot your family and move. So kind of a devastating situation that we were talking about our prices at the pump and some of our refining capacity, as was noted earlier, Holly Frontier converting their plant over at Cheyenne to Bio. And some of the reports that I saw, they might be having some question marks on that because of the costs involved. So it, it just continues on with the complexity of what's going on with our markets. I know the governor has a task force that's looking at, at these issues here that are affecting the state. And I, this was just thrown right into the middle of this. But it's a complex issue that we just can't solve overnight by taking a magic wand and, and putting it over the problem. So I guess, the, as we know, the people in Wyoming are pretty resilient. The communities definitely support each other. And so all the best to these people. I know they'll have resources available for them. It can be a lot of sleepless nights for these families that are affected by this. They have a lot of decisions on their future with kids in school, what is going on with their lives, with home, being able to sell your home, being able to move, where are the jobs located. So again, thoughts and prayers go out to all these people affected by these layoffs. Hopefully that everything will turn out okay. We're going to continue on today looking at coal here in the state of Wyoming. And we're going to be referring to a publication from the Wyoming Mining Association. And they've done a really great job on educating. And it's a concise guide to Wyoming coal. Reading from the publication, despite the uncertainty, coal continues to offer a secure, abundant, and affordable source of fuel and remains a significant source of energy, generating an estimated 19% of the nation's electricity in 2019. Safety is a core cultural value for Wyoming coal mining industry, and Wyoming coal mines are recognized as some of the safest mining operations in the nation. Safe mines are productive mines, and Wyoming coal industry is committed to providing a safe working environment for all employees and contractors. All Wyoming coal mines employ dedicated safety professionals, and all employees are trained in proper safety practices to foster a safe work environment and build and maintain the culture of safety. And, you know, safety is important, that making sure that everyone gets home at night. Wyoming has led the nation in coal production since 1986 and currently mines 41% of the American coal. Wyoming is home to over 1.4 trillion tons of coal resources and seams ranging in thickness from 5 feet to some in excess of 200 feet in the Powder River Basin. Recent estimates from the Wyoming Geological Survey give Wyoming more than 160 billion tons of recoverable coal, while other regions of the country also hold considerable resources. Wyoming's position as the nation's largest and most productive coal region is attributed to several factors. The low sulfur composition of the coal, lower production costs due to the coal's proximity to the surface, world-class recoverable coal seams, and hyper-efficient rail infrastructure. Coal is reliable and economically efficient energy source that will continue to be used for decades. 
The Department of Energy's annual energy outlook of 2021 predicts that in the absence of major climate legislation, U.S. coal production will decline slightly through 2050. Yet coal will remain a strong fuel source in America's energy mix. Coal was a power source for about 19% of the nation's electricity in 2020. Electrical power generation is by far the largest consumer of coal in the United States, using about 82% of all coal mined. Wyoming has emerged as a nation leader in coal technology development and research. The state of Wyoming has partnered with several utility cooperatives to create a $21 million public-private partnership to study the capture, sequestration, and management of carbon emissions at Wyoming coal mines. And that is rather interesting that they've taken that step, and I think it's an important step to take forward. Taking a look at further on, talking about lease bonuses, I think this is one that is, is a big one to remember. Wyoming has received more than $2.3 billion in coal bonus bid dollars since 2003. Money has funded most new schools built in the last decade, as well as highways and community colleges across the state. Every Wyoming County has benefited from these funds. Unfortunately, as a result of decreased coal demand, the revenue stream has significantly declined. There were no bonus monies received in 2019 and only one payment of about $460,000 in 2020. There are only three potential leases currently pending in the BLM LBA system. State revenues from coal will continue to be impacted until more federal coal is mined. Unfortunately, as a result of decreased coal demand, this revenue stream has run out. The last payment on coal lease to the date to date was $5.3 million in 2018. And there are only three potential leases currently pending in the BLM LBA system. State revenue from coal will continue to be impacted until more federal coal is needed. Coal is an important source of income for Wyoming and is the second largest source of tax revenue for state and local governments after oil. Oil displaced natural gas in 2020 as number one source of state revenues and coal outpaced gas. Coal mining companies remit taxes and royalty payments to all branches of government, federal, state, and local. Coal's estimated contributions to Wyoming in 2020 was about $548 million in taxes, royalties, and fees, reflecting a 168.8 million or 23.3% decrease from 2019. The decrease highlights the magnitude of the continued slowdown in Wyoming's coal industry in use in years. In 2021, Wyoming received $2.5 million in abandoned mine lands regulatory grant funding. The state no longer receives prior year replacement funds. The state also received $35 million in certified in lieu funds. These are monies that are authorized as replacement funds on AMI, collections that are no longer distributed. Employment in Wyoming's 15 operating coal mines declined 12.8% in 2020. Wyoming's coal mines now employ just 4,747 workers directly in the industry. This is down 32% from a peak of 7,004 employees in 2011. Coal industry jobs are among the best paying in the state, with Wyoming coal miners collecting an average wage of $91,780, excluding benefits. A coal miner's take-home pay is almost twice the statewide 
average of $50,990 per worker. Estimates indicate that each coal industry position supports an additional two jobs in the service and supply sectors, bringing direct and indirect employment to more than 15,000 workers. It's really easy to see the benefits of the coal industry here in the state of Wyoming and what it has done for both every everyone in the state, I should say, all the citizens and the state, from the employees to the school districts to the counties to the school systems. Again, a hats off to the coal industry and all you do for the state of Wyoming. Welcome to the home of Rock Springs Coal, the history of Rock Springs Coal Arts by Paul Murray. You might pass it by from time to time while visiting a downtown business or like us, daily on our way to work. It is just as ingrained into the image of downtown Rock Springs as Bunning Park, the Rock Springs Historical Museum, formerly the fire station, the freight station, the train depot, and many other memory-laden locations. That is the Rock Springs Coal Arch in Railroad Park. It was the beginning of June 1929 when the Rock Springs Coal Sign was first lit, and in that year it was considered real big doings around these parts. In that buzz, it was like the 20th century was starting to come of age. Now, coming upon 90 years of age and counting, if that sign could talk, what stories would it tell? The coal sign has shown through the end of the Roaring Twenties, the Great Depression, the end of Prohibition, World War II, the Cold War, the moon landings, the start of the information age in 1990, the 9-11-2001 terrorist attacks, and the 100th anniversary of the end of World War I in 2018. According to a February 13, 1929 article in the Rock Springs Rocket, now the Rocket Miner, the erection and three-year maintenance cost of the sign was being pegged at $5,087.40. No small sum in 1929. This would be around 75000 in 2019 with inflation. The article said a sign was meant to draw attention to Rock Springs coal at a time of increasing competition from other coal sources. A June 14, 1929 rocket article pegged the actual installation cost at $3,000. On that long-ago day when the coal sign was first lighted, it was meant to not only welcome travelers to Rock Springs, but at the same time tell visitors a little bit about the city. A recent article by Luke Benson in the Alliance for History Wyoming website at www.historicwyoming.org sums it up well. The Rock Springs coal sign was originally constructed in 1929 by the Wyoming coal operators. The welcome sign arched over the Lincoln Highway to greet travelers as they came through town. When the highway was widened, the sign was removed and later restored and placed in its current location near the railroad tracks that divided downtown Rock Springs into distinct sections. The Rock Springs coal sign is an ionic landmark in the city. The sign's reference to the coal mining, its original placement on the Lincoln Highway, and its current location overlooking the railroad tracks ties together to embody much of the city's identity in one simple neon sign. The article, Rock Springs Coal Welcome Sign, no date or author indicated, further elaborates this theme. This article was taken from the Historical Marker Project website at www.historicalmarkerproject.com. On June 6, 1929, the Rock Springs Coal Welcome Sign was lit. The Union Pacific Coal Company Employees Magazine reported it spanned the Lincoln Highway 
and was approximately 100 feet from the main line of the Union Pacific Railroad. It was reported the largest arch neon sign erected in the Rocky Mountain West and afforded convenient visibility from the passengers and Pullman car windows. It was the first sign erected to advertise the product of an industry, coal, upon which the citizens depended for their livelihood. People in Rock Springs back in 1929 through their brand spanking new coal sign was pretty impressive. Judging from a July 1929 article in the Union Pacific Employees Magazine written by the Southern Wyoming Coal Operators Association Executive Secretary L.W. Mitchell. The article reads in part, The sign was completed and actually lighted at 5.26 o'clock, just one day before the beginning of the state convention of the Lions Clubs, which was held in Rock Springs, June 7th and 8th. The birth of the idea of such a sign happening at a meeting of the Southern Wyoming Co-Operators Association during July 1928. At that meeting, a committee was appointed consisting of Mr. Arthur White, Mayor Bunning, Dr. Brehannon, and Mr. G.A. Knox to design, secure bids, and determine the proper location for such a sign. The sign as it now stands is the result of their efforts and the entire effort of many citizens whose names are too numerous to mention here who helped. The still structure supporting the arch was purchased outright from and erected by the Frank M. Allen Company of Salt Lake City. The neon sign proper is leased from the Electrical Products Corporation of Utah, which will pay all taxes and insurance and will service and maintain the sign throughout the contracting period. The Southern Wyoming Electric Company will furnish free of charge electricity required for the neon illumination. The citizens of Rock Springs, through the Lions Club Committee, contributed nearly 50% of the total cost over a period of three years, while the Southern Wyoming Coal Operators Association stood the other 50%, plus the entire rental cost after a three-year period. Since the sign was erected, the writer, Mitchell, due to the curiosity, has on several occasions stood near the rear ends of the Union Pacific eastbound night passenger train while they were stopped at the station, noting that the passengers looking at the sign and listening to the comments of those on the observation platform. Needless to say, these comments have been nothing other than words of praise and surprise, such as, so this is Rock Springs? And what civic pride these people and the local coal operators must have to display such a beautiful sign. One lady from Oakland, California, a city into which much of our coal is shipped, was heard to remark to her husband, Oh, Fred, so this is where Rock Springs coal comes from. Mrs. Thompson, supposedly a neighbor, has been trying to get me to use Rock Springs coal. Now I'm going to give it a try. The comments from Rock Springs citizens indicate that they are proud of this sign of progress. They can well afford to be proud of it. The sign not only announces the home of Rock Springs Coal, but stands out as a monument to the civic pride of Rock Springs people and the Southern Wyoming Coal Operators Association. And it still does today. And that is a pretty cool story. Job well done in Rock Springs, showing the pride that they had, that Wyoming pride for everything that they did. 
Thanks for joining us today, and we hope you enjoyed our show. And for the Code of the West, we ride for the brand, and we ride for energy here at Behind Wyoming Energy, your everything Wyoming energy podcast. <laughs>